Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Um, We look at the world of investment from a UK perspective, but we have to look across the Atlantic because the Federal Reserve made an interest rate decision the night before we're recording this. So, Victoria, what, what happened? Yeah, that's right. The Federal Reserve uh, raised interest rates by another 25 basis points, lifting the benchmark range to between five and five and a quarter percent. Uh, But the important part was that looking ahead, Fed Chair Jay Powell suggested that the central bank is approaching the peak of this tightening cycle. He said, we're close and maybe even there. And U.S. interest rates are now at a 16 year high, uh, having been raised uh, 10 times in the last 14 months. And although inflation in the US has been coming down, with CPI now at 5% in March, falling for nine consecutive months, that is still higher than the Fed's 2% target, suggesting there is some way to go. Uh, But markets fell quite significantly uh, following the news, with the Dow Jones down about 8 tenths of 1%, and the S&P 500 about 7 tenths of percent lower. Now, it comes across at a time of of turmoil in the American um, banking sector, though many of the banks are probably not ones that many people in the UK have have heard of. But what's um, what's been um, the latest to happen in the in the banking sector? I mean, people are talking about PacWest now being a possible problem. Yes, that's right. You know, uh, the banking sector and its turmoils are rumbling in the background and would potentially play into the Fed's decision. Uh, Because while the Fed certainly wants to curtail inflation, it doesn't want to be responsible for tipping the US economy into a recession at a time when the banking sector is a bit shaky, particularly the mid-sized banks. And Pat West seems to be uh, the latest potential victim of the fallout. Its shares fell more than 50% after hours. uh, And it's said it's considering strategic asset sales uh, following that massive slump. But it did try to reassure investors by saying that it hasn't suffered out of the ordinary deposit outflows, unlike its rival First Republic Bank, which saw Mm. depositors withdraw $100 billion, which prompted the rescue deal from JP Morgan. But JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon commented earlier in the week that there may be another one ahead, suggesting uh, that there could be further fallout from the turmoil in the banking sector. I, had to, I read a, an economic um, newsletter this week that pointed out that of the 4,800 banks in the United States, technically 2,315 of them are technically insolvent. Their assets don't match their liabilities. I mean, that struck me as being slightly scary. I confess that if I had a, a significant uninsured deposits in an American bank, I would be thinking about heading for the door for a while. 
You're right. And that's one of the pressures that uh, banks deal with, which is that it's not just about their own financial performance. It's also very much about confidence, uh, because once everyone tries to to withdraw their deposits all at once, uh, they just don't run. Um, But what we are seeing is quite a bit of consolidation. And what that potentially means is that more power, um, more market share will end up in the hands of the Wall Street giants, the likes of JP Morgan, mm. you know, HSBC, for example, um, acquiring SVB in the UK. Um, so we could see more of these assets getting swooped up by the very largest lender, the largest lenders that are subject to mm. quite intense um, regulation um, that was uh, that sort of came about in the aftermath of the turmoil back in 2008. Well, uh, let's briefly uh, pause and then we can look at uh, things on this side of the Atlantic. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm talking to Victoria Scholar of Interactive Investment. Uh, um, So will the Bank of England... um, have to take the Fed decision into account when they um, decide on their interest rate policy next week, because um, similarly, inflation is even more out of control, perhaps in the UK than it is in the US. Um, it's not that long ago we were hearing from the chairman of, of both the Fed and the governor of the Bank of England that this inflation rise was purely transitory. They must be regretting comments like that now. That was two years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we've got much higher inflation in the UK. Our inflation rate is still above 10%. Uh, So I think that paves the way for another rate rise from the Bank of England next week. It raised its key bank rate by 25 basis points at its previous meeting, um, which pushed borrowing costs to a fresh 2008 highs. Um, But so far, this hasn't helped to bring inflation back down into single digits. We were hoping that it would drop below 10% at the latest data, but it didn't. So, no, this is not uh, transitory inflation at all. Uh, The risk is that it becomes more persistent and embedded, uh, particularly as we've seen a lot of businesses pass on those additional uh, cost pressures to consumers in terms of high prices. And of course, there's a lot of industrial action at the moment. Higher wage demands, again, could create um, more permanent inflation, which I think is what the Bank of England is most concerned about at the moment. It's not that long since we're talking about the incredible strength of the dollar and the weakness of the pound, but things have changed somewhat over the last year, haven't they? You're right. The the US dollar was very much the currency of favour last year amid the Fed's very aggressive rate hiking path. Uh, But now, as we've approached the peak of the Fed's rate hiking cycle, King dollar appears to have lost its crown and we're seeing other currencies rally against it, which is why the pound is now at 11 months highs with investors retreating uh, away from the greenback and shifting elsewhere. Okay, And the other thing we should look at um, uh, that's been rumbling on in the background, the oil prices. Um, We've had a pretty sharp slide in prices. Why Why is that? You're right. We've seen that oil prices are down by more than 8% so far this week. Um, there's, of course, the banking turmoil in the background that's created a lot of volatility for financial markets. We also had weak manufacturing data from China, which raised concerns about the outlook for demand from the world's second largest economy. And then, of course, we've had this tightening 
uh, move from the Fed, which um, again, potentially squeezes the US economy uh, and will lead to less demand for oil. Uh, so it's been a tough week for oil prices for sure. And in the midst of this, Shell and BP, the big two oil majors over here, both um, announced results. So what happened there? Yeah, well, this is really interesting because we had Shell, firstly, which saw its earnings top estimates for the first quarter, and it reported adjusted earnings of $9.65 billion, which is actually higher than its profit in the first quarter of last year when Russia invaded Ukraine and commodity prices skyrocketed. Um, I think this is all about strong trading amid the volatile price environment that's helped Shell's earnings outpace expectations. But it is interesting that it's still managing to achieve such impressive earnings at a time when oil prices are actually on the decline. Um, you know, it's continuing its huge share buyback program as well, um, also boosting the share price. But BP um, also managed to top earnings expectations, uh, again, thanks to strong oil and gas trading. Uh, but there was a bit of nervousness about the fact that it decided to pare back its share buyback program. So perhaps BP is being a bit more cautious than Shell in this case. Victoria, thank you very much indeed. That's Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Uh, Victoria, I hope we'll be back with me in a fortnight's time. But that's it for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.